up with a nice cosy pint and watch the boys uh, who will not be in green today. They'll be in white. They have a fancy new strip with uh, that's white with some nice uh, thin stripes on it. So I'm sure it won't be white by the end of the game. That's uh, that's for sure. So good luck to the boys uh, today. And uh, big congrats to St. Pat's who won the FAI Cup last week. They beat Derry 2 nothing. And uh, next Friday, uh, Scotland and Ireland play in the Euros, and it'll be in uh, Celtic Park. So uh, a bit of a homecoming for uh, our man Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane. Roy, of course, played for Celtic, and Martin coached them. So uh, that's all good stuff. And in the golf scene, uh, Mr. McDowell of Ryder Cup fame is a one-shot lead over there in Shanghai. And on the line now, we have Mr. O'Brien. Good morning, Mark. Ah, uh, good morning, Kenny. How are you doing, pal? I'm not too bad. You're down in Sin City, yeah? I am indeed, yeah. You're an awful man getting me up this early in the morning down in this part of the world. Ara, come on. What time is it? You've, Nine o'clock. And you've no, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. You've no idea how difficult it is to find a quiet place down here to call into radio shows. I'd say, yeah, yeah, yeah. It must be uh, the, 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 the noise of the casinos are going on in the background, are they? Uh, yeah, can you hear it? Ah, no, no, you're grand, you're grand. So, uh, no, how was your life? So when, I got on, when I got on the plane, Kenny, uh, Pierce, Brett, and Carolyn Dunn, and uh, Ronan Clohessy and his wife were on the same flight as me, sitting in the row in front of me. So I hooked up with them for some dinner last night. Oh, very got good. Stuck, got stuck with the bill as well. Ah, uh, no, did you play credit card roulette? Uh, no, I didn't, no, I just... You know, just did the right thing, you know. Uh, oh, my goodness, we, good we for still you. Come into the radio show. Right, okay. You never do that when I'm out with you. <laughs> <laughs> good uh, stuff. No. So, a full Irish contingent down in Vegas. That's great. We'll make sure you yeah, say hello to Irish. them for us. Well, I, I will indeed. Yeah, actually, they're coming. No, they're heading off to uh, Los Angeles, I think, from here. So, I'm staying on. Very nice as well for some. It's all good. It's all good. So, um, listen, I'm. Um, I just got up there about 15 minutes ago. It's only 8 o'clock in the morning down here, but um, I see your boys didn't do so well today. Yeah, okay. That's fine. Yeah, let's not talk about that now. We'll move on. We'll move on. Jay is in a very good mood, so we'll uh, we'll leave it out. <laughs> All right, yeah. So I'm sure he's rubbed it in enough. I won't do that anymore. He is. Are you down there on business? I am indeed, yeah. It's a big week here for the automotive industry. There's a couple of very large conferences going on here. Um, and then next week, uh, there's a Recreational Vehicles Dealers Association event on here now. So it's going to bring out some customers and have a bit of have a bit of fun over the next uh, few days. I'm not back till next Wednesday. It's an awful length of time to be down here in this kind of dry, 75 degree weather. <laughs> it must sure. be torture, all right? Yeah. It, Kenny. You I bet. Yourself. Yeah, good man. Good man. Now I, I was a bit late calling in. Well, I wasn't late. I think uh, the technology let us down a little bit there. But uh, you have a few guests in studio now, do you? Yeah, we have uh, Robert and William, who is the uh, new interim executive director of Ireland Park Foundation. And I'll tell you, you better stay tuned now. You'll learn an awful lot on this show. And as I, I just will. said a little bit earlier when you were calling in, it won't be because of me. But these two men are going to bring us a, a wealth of information and uh, get us all up to date. On Ireland Park and uh, all things around that and a new park that's going to open up, but we'll leave that for the lads to announce. All right, fantastic. I'll, I'll listen in for sure. You know I will. Good man. All right, well, listen, you be good down there. What kind of tunes are coming out? What do what you got lined up today? Don't you worry. They're great, all right? Yeah. What's that? Don't you worry right. about it. They're all Go good. Back to follow. 
follow after last week. Yes, I know, I know. One of the finest. All right. I'm, I'm still getting a happy mail from that. I bet all you right. are. Good luck. All right, Kenny. Good See ya. Good luck. All right. All the best. Good stuff, Mr. O'Brien calling in from Vegas. All right, well, folks, uh, we'll kick the show off here with a wee bit of music. Uh, John Doohan wrote this song, and it's called The Voyage. And there's a wee bit of a theme to the music today because we have uh, Robert and William in studio. Uh, a little bit of uh, Voyage is the is this track. Christy Moore made this song uh, famous, of course. But John wrote it, and, uh, and he sings it here. And uh, this song, uh, the first time I heard it, I, I fell in love with this song and um, it's got great meaning and family meaning and of course a voyage across the pond it wasn't written about that but a lot of people came here in 1847 so we'll uh, play this song for that Oh, 
Quinn family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and PJ O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. For over 12 years now, the Belfast Lounge has been the go-to place in Mississauga for great food, great ambiance, and a traditional Irish welcome. Located at 5165 Dixie Road at Amco, just north of Eglinton, Colin McCullough and his staff will be pleased to welcome you to an Irish bar and restaurant that evokes memories of some of Ireland's great classic pubs. You can choose your spot at the bar, dine in the comfortable restaurant section, or just stretch your legs in the cozy lounge area. The cuisine of Executive Chef Colin is renowned, whether you are dropping in for a fast pub grub lunch or a more leisurely evening dinner with family and friends. We look forward to seeing you at the Belfast Lounge, an Irish oasis in Mississauga. Call us at 905-212-9048 for group bookings or to find out our upcoming entertainment schedule. We're located at 5165 Dixie Road at Amco, just north of Eglinton Avenue. All right, well, we're back live in studio. And as I mentioned, we've got a couple of wonderful guests here. Robert Kearns, chairman of Ireland Park Foundation. Good morning, Robert. Good morning, Ken. Great to be here. Delighted to have you in studio. We're going to learn an awful lot about Ireland Park. Give us a little bit of an update now and let the listeners know what's happening down there. Well, the park uh, was reopened uh, uh, early in July uh, because the City of Toronto had finished the work on the dock wall along the east side of Erin Quay. And uh, as part of that, they automatically opened it when they finally got sign off on the environmental assessment. And so it was a little bit before we wanted to reopen it because there's no access from the west because the work's still going on on the tunnel. Um, so, uh, but it, we've had the limestone cleaned. Trinity Custom Masonry, who built the limestone of the park, did Wonderful. a fantastic job. And now we're looking at some new developments to install new cameras in the park for security purposes. And also we want to link this new technology to our new website, www.arlandparkfoundation.com. And congratulations, by the way. Your new website is fantastic. If Thank people you. haven't been to the website uh, recently, you should go back. It's uh, it's really taken shape. It's uh, well done. On Thank, that. You. Thank you. Well, you know... It, William Pete here, our new interim executive director, recently arrived from Ireland, and 
um, Eileen Costello and um, uh, Scott Beckett and other members of our board and our communications committee did a fantastic job on it. So, uh, you know, we want to improve our communications and that's something that we have not excelled at and we have to fix that. And so the website is a terrific tool. There's a lot of material we have yet to add to it. A lot of our photographic archive has to be added on there. <clears throat> but the cameras in the park will be, you know, a very exciting departure because not only will they improve security, but by linking them to our website, people can be anywhere in the world and can go online and visit the park. Wonderful. And these these will be broadcast quality, uh, high definition cameras. So they will be a very exciting new development, which technology enables us to do. Of that, course, yeah. Know. So we're also working with the city uh, and the federal government and the province to complete the circling of $6 million to rebuild the dock wall that runs along the south side of Ireland Park. And in May, the city of Toronto allocated $3 million for that work. And I've been quietly working to connect with the federal government and the province to get a million and a half from each of them to match that so that there's about $6 million ready to be spent to fix that dock wall, which will be good then for the next two, 300 years. Yeah. Uh, but this stuff takes time, and there's a lot of different agencies we have to work with. Of course. There's the City of Toronto, there's Waterfront Toronto, there's the Toronto Port Authority, there's Bill Toronto, there's the federal government, the provincial government, uh, to name but a few. My Lord, and huh? so it's a yeah. lot of herding of cats and getting yeah. everyone on side. And of course, you know, the objective always is that this is, you know, the taxpayers' money of Canada, and this dock wall was built in 1918, and it needs to be fixed. Right, so, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, the city and the federal and the provincial government. I'm, I'm confident we'll see that work start in spring and be finished by the fall. And then those water boundaries of Ireland Park will be secure for the next 300 years. Wonderful. Great stuff. Good. Well, that's not an easy task. And uh, well, But I know you're the right man for the job. <laughs> they must love seeing you coming with oh, your hand well, out, uh, shaking it, of course. Uh, now, I you can know, clear yeah. a street in minutes, <laughs> can <you know>? so, <laughs> And the other thing, of course, then on the landward side, there are two other goals of the foundation. Uh, the second one will be now to get the grain elevators, the grain silos stabilized. Mm. And we have an engineering solution that's in front of the city now, and they're giving it very serious consideration. And hopefully they'll do at least the three grain silos that face into the park. That would enable us to remove the uh, pretty horrible chain link fence from the park, right. which the legal department requires because of the risk of some falling masonry. And then, of course, the long-term goal of the foundation is to secure the building to the west of the park. Uh, which will be a visitor center and exhibition space uh, for uh, for Ireland Park, you know, to tell the story of the famine and Irish immigration into Toronto and the GTA and really in Canada as a whole. So that Ireland Park would become uh, uh, Toronto's uh, Pier 17 or, you know, LSI. Sure, yes, yeah. Why not here? We have a spectacular location. I was just going to mention that. I mean, if because uh, we have a lot of new arrivals, of course, to this uh, to this city, to this country, and if you haven't checked out Ireland Park, you should go down there. It is probably the best view of Toronto from Ireland Park. It's spectacular, and just to get that that image, go to IrelandParkFoundation.com, and you'll see some of the photographs up there already. So. Uh, Re- really nice job, for sure. We also that, managed yeah. to persuade the city, Ken, to take down their navigation sign from the corner of the park. So we've got a completely unobstructed view of the waters of the harbour now, which Wonderful. took seven years to persuade the harbour master <laughs> to take that down. I was nearly going to go down there in the dead of night. Yeah, and <laughs> do it yourself. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Good man. But anyway, it's gone. So Good stuff. 
Good stuff. All right. Well, uh, we'll continue to chat with Robert, and we'll uh, we'll get William introduced as well to the to the mic. We'll play a little bit of music so we keep everybody uh, happy. And Lorena McKinnett is one of your uh, directors on Ireland Park Foundation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and has been involved obviously from the uh, from the outset. Very much so. And, yeah. Uh, wanted to play a little bit of Lorena's music. This is uh, this track is actually called Skillig, and uh, if you've ever been down around Kerry, you'll uh, know that Skillig. There's two of them out there. Little one and. Uh, Skillig Michael and there's a, a beautiful old monastery on Skillig Michael it was from the 6th to the 12th century and this song is um, I guess uh, one of the monks the, his dying words so here's Lorena McKinnett and Skillig Here 
Team, welcome you to the Irish Shabine Pub, Etobicoke's newest Irish pub at 5555 Eglinton Avenue West, just a few blocks west of Renforth Avenue. The Irish Shabine has been inspired by tradition and a desire to bring you the best possible Irish pub experience. Enjoy our warm interior decor that includes a large bar area and a variety of cozy spots to call your own. Our menu has a wide variety of delicious pub fare, and we also offer a schedule of weekly live entertainment. The Irish Shabine can seat over 150 patrons, and we also offer a cozy 25-seat centennial boardroom with a fireplace and a 60-inch flat screen for meeting and presentations. This unique space is ideal for your special event, team, or association meetings. Drop in anytime and say hello to Brendan and his friendly team, or give us a call at 416-695-9178. Once again, the Irish Shabine is located at 5555 Eglinton Avenue West, just a few blocks west of Renforth Avenue. All right, folks, we're back in studio and uh, we're going to introduce you to William Pete, the executive director of Ireland Park Foundation. Good morning, William. Good morning. How are you? You're very welcome to the studio. Welcome to Canada. Thank September, you, uh, you arrived, yeah? Yes, fresh off the boat, still flapping about here now and uh, enjoying it so far. I assume it doesn't get much colder. Than Not at all. No, so this, is, uh, this is as good as it's going to be. <laughs> Fasten your seatbelt. <laughs> exactly. You know, I thought about that. I have a song picked out a little bit. Could you imagine those immigrants who mm. arrived? I mean, nowadays... You you know, you would have known an awful lot about Canada, but back then you wouldn't know. And you come into winter and you wouldn't even have a coat to, to match yeah. what they must have gone through. I, I, every time winter comes around, I think about those folks who came before us and mm. you're just amazed, you know, how they survived and yeah. all that stuff. Anyway, back to Ireland Park. Give us a little bit into your role and uh, and what we're uh, going to see next 
in the future of Ireland Park? Yes, well, uh, lots of exciting things going on. So I've been brought on by Robert uh, to try and help with what we want to do next year, which is extend the, the organisation, uh, particularly around this Grisette Park, which I'll talk about now. Uh, so Ireland Park has always been about talking about the story of the Irish in Canada, and it started off physically on the dock front, so where the, the migrants would have arrived, and then commemorating them. We're now moving to inwards towards the city centre and commemorating the authorities of Toronto and what they did to help the Irish migrants as well. The archetype of that being this Dr. George Robert Grissett, but there's also uh, Susan Bailey, who was a nurse who perished as well, and Edward McElderry, who is a, a, a I suppose he would be a, a, a border official, but he was the, the uh, migrant officer. So all of them uh, perished while, while helping the Irish migrants. So right beside the Tiff Bell Lightbox in Widmore and Adelaide Street, we are on the corner of Widmore and Adelaide. We're building a parquet, which will hopefully be a, a beautiful piece. We're just designing the uh, the uh, the the output for that, so we're going to be uh, sending that out for particularly students to uh, to have a look at uh, and design something that will be evocative of the medical profession. So, Dr. George Grisset was a man who uh, took over the position of head of the emigrant hospital, and uh, a few short weeks later, actually died of, of typhus himself. So it was a, a, a gave his life thing. up, yeah, mm-hmm. for the Irish. And what was it? I think he was only about thirty five, thirty six, thirty six years old. Yeah. 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 Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that there there really are no other memorials to people in the United States, Canada, or England who gave up their lives helping Irish immigrants. Right. And um, now, with the qualifier that there is a cross on Partridge Island uh, off New off St John, New Brunswick, and that's partially in memory of the doctor on the island who lost his life helping the migrants. But this is going to be the first major commemorative uh, location. Uh, And we had the uh, visit of uh, Dr. Emily Mark Fitzgerald in September, Mm -hmm. who was talking about the 140 famine memorials around the world. And um, she spoke very favorably about Ireland Park, but she's not aware of any um, uh, uh, memorial that really addresses the people who gave up their lives locally to help right. immigrants. And of course, in the context of today with uh, with Ebola, uh, the parallel is very close. I mean, uh, typhus in 1847 is Ebola today. There's sure, no cure yeah. for it. Right. Um, so it's 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 certainly it's one of the, it's one of the great challenges. And um, you know, I think. Uh, the there you know we have to also at some point in time address uh, Bishop Power and the three nuns. Six nuns arrived on the twenty third of September. Three of them were dead by Christmas yes. uh, from Loretta Abbey in Ratfarnham. And there may be an opportunity elsewhere in the city uh, to do something that would commemorate Bishop Power and the three nuns in a sculpture. Uh, which is at a very preliminary stage right now, but we might be able to report on that very soon. Wonderful. Yeah. The Irish are coming. Which We're taking over the city complete again. Complete the trilogy, good. yeah. Yeah, no, that's great, though. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's a very nice touch to to recognise those who mm-hmm. gave up their lives, for mm-hmm. sure. Well, we, we tend to forget how, how much of an impact it was on the city. Uh, in 1847, there was about 20,000 inhabitants of Toronto and about 30,000 Irish landed in on them. Uh, so there was a huge effort to help them uh, be processed and uh, disseminate 
right around Canada and and beyond. So it's it was a huge impact on the city itself and really changed the uh, the dynamics of the city as well from from there on. Most of them didn't stay, but the ones that did were were very much became part of the the city's uh, sure. DNA and it's still prevalent today. So it's 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 very important to uh, to talk about that story as well from the other side. And I know Robert and the foundation have always looked at both sides of of the equation, both the Irish who arrived here, but also the Canadians who were here as well. So uh, with Grissette Park opening, hopefully in 2016, that'll be a, a key piece uh, of, of that puzzle because the, the physical infrastructure will there be there for, for hundreds of years then for people to see. And, and Adelaide in particular is a, is a main thoroughfare into the city. So yes, yeah, you'll have yeah. uh, thousands of people filing by it every day, being reminded of that story. And it's yeah. it's their story. It's the Canadians. It is yeah, a it. great part of uh, Toronto history, Canadian history that, yeah. that most people here would not know. So it's nice that you're bringing that to life as well. Yeah, we're going to offer this as a competition to architectural students in Ireland and in Canada. And the, you know, the, 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 the panel that will be adjudicating the entries will be made up of people in the architectural profession and the arts in Ireland as well as here in Canada. So we want to have another award-winning park. Great. Uh, that Great. will be a credit to our community in this city and to the city as a whole. So, young people listening in here now, Robert, how will they, do they just get in touch with you through your, your website? Is there an email We're address? going to um, finish and, and polish the, the, the terms of reference over okay. the course of the next few weeks, and then we'll announce all of that we'll yeah. announce and advertise that yeah great so we, we've hugely expanded our, our ways of communicating out so we obviously as always have the mail list which people can join up to on irelandparkfoundation.com we've got a Facebook page which we uh, post to about three times a week we've got a Twitter account which is irelandparkto as well right. uh, so if they get in communication with us anyway uh, through any of those means we can get the word out to them uh, we'll be advertising it through the main universities but it is it is something that we hope anyone can aspire to to, to trying it out as well Wonderful. Good stuff. Well, we'll move on with a wee bit of music and then we'll come back and chat to the lads. Here's Thousands Are Sailing by the Pogues.
Tata afternoon We stepped hand in hand on Broadway Like the first man on the moon And a blackbird broke the silence As you whistled it so sweet And then Brendan Behan's footsteps I danced up and down the street And we said goodnight to Broadway Giving it our best regards Took our hearts to Mr. Cohen They're all Times Square's favorite bird Then we raise a glass to JFK And a dozen more besides When I got back to Lovely stuff. That's the Pogues. Well, I had a call just while I was in, the, as they said, the green room, preparing to come on here. And my old pal Kitty Freely is on the line to tell us all about the nominations for the Irish Person of the Year. Good morning, Kitty. Good morning, Ken, and to all your listeners. Once again, you didn't come into studio. You're so nervous about coming in here, sitting beside me. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I'm very shy, as you know, oh, I do. Ken. You I know. know. And uh, I'd like to wish good luck to Mark in Vegas. I hope he brings back lots of money with him. So do I. He might treat me to an old dinner or something. He might. He might. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Yes, indeed. Anyway, Ken, it's nice to talk to you again. And uh, at this time, I would like to advise your listeners that nominations are now open for the 2015 Irish Person of the Year. And we request that all nominations be submitted in writing 
stating the reason why you feel the person you nominate should be selected as Irish Person of the Year. Nominations can be sent by email to irperson2015 at bell.net or by fax to 905-773-0359. Now, the cutoff date for receiving nominations is December 31st, 2014. The luncheon honoring the 2015 Irish Person of the Year will be held on March the 15th at the usual venue, the Toronto Hilton Hotel. Now, this is a very special luncheon this year, as it marks the 25th anniversary of this very special occasion. And, of course, the flag raising takes place the same day prior to the luncheon. So I hope all your listeners will reserve March the 15th on their calendars for this very special day. That sounds like a plan, Kitty. Yes. March the 15th, we look forward to it. March the 15th, yes, it's going to be a great day and, as I say, very special day, 25th. 25 years, yes. amazing. Another organisation, yeah. Yes, all started in 1991. Wonderful, yes. good stuff, great. Yes. Well, we look forward to a, a great afternoon out, as usual. Yeah, it's a great uh, afternoon and it's, uh, of course, the start of all the... Uh, celebrations uh, prior to the St. Patrick's Parade, and etc. And it's a very, very enjoyable afternoon. As usual. Good yes. stuff, Kitty. Thanks a million for uh, keeping us posted and calling in. Thank you very much, Ken, and, and have a great day. Thanks. I look forward to seeing you soon. Yeah, absolutely. All Thank the best. Ken. Bye-bye. Bye. Welcome home. We know that getting started in a new country can be overwhelming. Let us help open the door to your new start. If you've been in Canada for three years or less, the Scotiabank Start Right program is for you. This simple package can help you get started, whether you need to establish your credit, a banking solution for your daily life, or financial advice to plan for your dreams. Start right here. Visit us today in branch, online, or call. You are richer than you think. Scotiabank. Very good. Well, Scotiabank helping uh, new immigrants when they come here. Those poor folks in 1847 could only have wished that Scotiabank would have been around to give them a, a helping hand. Huh? Amazing. We have an extraordinary uh, first-hand account of the immigrants arriving from Nancy Mallet, who's the archivist at St. James Cathedral. And there's a connection in here to George Robert Grisset. Oh, really? And uh, when... Um, um, Professor Mark McGowan did the research for Ireland Park Foundation in 05 and 06 uh, leading up to the opening of the park. We learned the story of George Robert Crisset. He was somewhat lost, totally lost, in fact, to memory because the his brother, the Anglican Dean of St. James Cathedral, they weren't thrilled that their younger brother had basically thrown away his life helping what were perceived to be largely Irish popish immigrants. Mm-hmm. And there's some correspondence in the archive that speak to that. Um, but about a third of those who died were Anglican. And it was an amazing discovery to find that there was an unmarked grave in St. James Cathedral in the in the cemetery at, um, at Parliament and Bloor with 281 men, women and children. They didn't even know they had a communal grave. Oh my goodness. And it's the only Anglican communal grave in either Canada or the United States or Ireland. So uh, Grisette is also buried at St. James, but Nancy's great-grandfather, Nancy Mallet is in her mid-late 80s now, and she's worked in the archive for nearly 50 years. Her great-grandfather was a 17-year-old boy 
who uh, was on one of the barges that came from Kingston to Toronto, he has a diary. We're going to film some footage of her reading from this diary and his pencil-written account of the journey from uh, Gros Isle down to Kingston on the barges and the conditions and then her description of um, uh, immigrants being herded like cattle by constables with sticks on the dockside and Kingston. It's like a CNN view of, of that period and then coming on to Toronto. So for archival purposes and for other researchers, we will have, we have her permission to have, you know, to photograph the pages of her great-grandfather's diary and to film her reading it. It's amazing the stuff that's been uncovered since mm. you started this project. I mm. mean, everything from now what you're telling us here, the names that, that you uncovered. Uh, what was it when you st- when that started? Was it 34 or something? 30, yeah, we had 32 or 34 yeah. names. And, uh, and then by an extraordinary serendipity, the Hawk Papers uh, came to auction in the United States. And um, uh, David Lindsay's wife, David was on our board, as you remember, yes. Ken, and his wife, uh, Charmaine Lindsay, was the um, uh, librarian in the North York Library. The Friends of the North York Library had raised money to buy these papers in 2006. And unlike the Buchanan papers that went into the public uh, uh, um, archive early on in the 1860s, the Hawk papers had never been viewed by anybody. Hawk was the immigration officer based in Kingston. And so in those days, um, senior civil servants could keep their correspondence and their papers. I'm sure there's quite a few today who'd like to do yeah. the same. <laughs> hey, yes, <laughs> but, uh, indeed, yeah. Those papers then came up at auction in 2006, and North York Library acquired them. So when Mark McGowan started his research, he was the very first researcher to go through these papers. And we discovered the names of three or 4,000 people who survived the famine in the convalescent hospital at Bathurst and, and Front Street. And we hope to have that information on our website very shortly as well. But in there, we found the names of those who had died, and 675 of those names are now on the wall in Ireland Park. Yeah, incredible, incredible. And uh, even when you're, you're talking about some of the archival work that was done for TIFF Lightbox, the brooch, the pipe, yes. things like that that were found. Well, uh, archaeological amazing. services have been in the news this week because of the discovery of 57 graves yes, in a church yes, uh, yeah. up near Brampton. And Ron Williamson, who's the archaeological advisor to Ireland Park Foundation, has a standing offer that when we are successful in acquiring the building beside Ireland Park, we will have the pick of the best of his archaeological material recovered over the last 50 years from many Irish-related farm sites in and around Toronto that were explored archaeologically before they were developed as subdivisions or other or other, or other sites. Right. I think the other thing that's exciting is that the... Um, the, uh, the the burial record from St. James is a very large, beautifully handwritten account of people who lost their lives and when and, and, and so on. And we have now a, a, a verbal commitment from another foundation to provide the money to conserve and restore and rebind that large book of the dead uh, as a gift to St. James Cathedral and to also recover and restore uh, all of the grisette papers that they have in a big album and conserve that in a specially new bound document. So we will, we'll, we want to film footage of that work being done for archival purposes as well for all posterity. Amazing. Great stuff. Good, good, good. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll come back and chat with the lads a little bit more. We're, we're continuing to learn lots about, uh, about the Irish and Canadians who, uh, who helped the Irish when they came 
1847. One of the things that always strikes me uh, about when I think about that, when winter comes around, is the weather and how they how they coped with it at all when they when they first. Uh, uh, we're, we're getting those cold winds that come through here and those minus temperatures. Here's a, a band out of Sligo called No Crows and one called October Snow.
Very good. The Galway Arms, your home away from home. It's located at 838 The Queensway in Etobicoke. Uh, the Keane family invite you to come out and enjoy some of the finest pints in Toronto. They also feature some of the best Irish meals in the city. There's always a great pint and a bit of crack waiting for you at the Galway. You to get all your entertainment and sports lineup, give the Keane family a call at 416-251-0096 or you can go to galwayarms.ca. Introducing a lager with substance from Guinness. New Guinness Black Lager. Cold brewed and fire roasted for a taste that truly stands out. Guinness Black Lager. It's a lager less ordinary. Please enjoy responsibly. All right, folks, here we go with the Guinness Community Calendar of Events for Saturday, November the 8th. Tonight is the last night you can check out Bookworms, a comedy by Bernard Farrell. It's all happening at the Alumni Theatre on Berkeley Street in Toronto. Director is Alan Hunt, and of course, that's the Toronto Irish Players. Sinn Féin's Pierce Doherty is also in town tonight. He's the guest speaker at Friends of Sinn Féin Canada Annual Dinner. That's taking place at the Hothouse Restaurant in Toronto. Tickets are $125 and if you want to get a a last minute seat give Alan McCollin a call at 416-402-3729 Edward O'Connor Irish born Toronto artist is having an art show it's called Chasing the Light and it's a collection of his paintings of Ireland and Toronto it actually started yesterday and it'll run through November 28th and it's at the Agora Cafe and that's at 3015 Dundas Street West and you can go to agoracafe.ca to get their hours of operation. Thursday, November the 13th at 6pm, Celtic Studies Speaker Series presents Dennis Sampson, who will read from a talk about his memoir, A Migrant Heart. Growing up on a farm in the west of Ireland and living in Dublin for a time, Dennis Sampson went on to settle in Montreal, his home now for 40 years. His memoir explores the process of uprooting and settling of living with two homes in two cultures. That's all happening at the Charbonne Lounge at St. Michael's College. It's free admission and all are welcome. Leash Offley. The association, they're uh, having their pub night on November the 15th at the Galway Arms. Lots of coal and crack, $10 at the door, door prizes and raffle prizes. There'll even be some sandwiches there. So for more information, give Jason Wallace a call at 647-201-4561. In the Ireland's Film in the EU Film Festival, Ballymun Lullaby, director Frank Berry. And if you haven't checked this out, you can go to our website and check a little uh, uh, pre-screening in this it's uh, it looks phenomenal the work that he uh, that he has filmed here that's going to all take place on Wednesday the 19th of November at 6 p.m. at the Royal Cinema at 608 College Street and general admission is a bargain it's free we're hoping to actually have Frank on the show next week. The Curry Pub Night is happening at the Galway Arms on Saturday, November the 29th. Door prizes, raffle, food, crack, everything is going to happen there on the Curry Night. Music is going to be by Brian McIntyre and his band. You can give Jim Curran a call at 416-255-8772. And the Irish Choral Society, they present Rock Out Saturday. 
uh, a rock out and it's happening on Saturday November the 29th at 7.30pm tickets are $25 for adults seniors and students are $20 and there is some group pricing available there'll be an Irish winter supper served and Narita Fleming is cooking all that up for you it'll be served from 5.30 to 7 tickets for that are only $10 and it's all happening at the Transit Club at 292 Brunswick Avenue in Toronto that's Bloor and Brunswick you can go to Irish Choral Society for more information on that and if you're like me and you had polished off your wellies for the 10th annual Irish Canadian 5k Wellington walk run I just had a call from Jim this morning and it's cancelled folks it's uh, it is conflicting with something else so it'll likely uh, be put off until the spring so Robert keep your wellies clean until the spring and we'll get out there and join in the crack there anyway folks for all of that information uh, you can go to our website saturdayirishradio.com you get all the phone numbers email addresses and that for uh, for folks there all right, we're back to talk to the lads. What else can we learn about Ireland Park? I know, actually, you were supposed to have uh, another guest in studio. Colleen was supposed to be here this I, morning. Eileen. Or, uh, Eileen, Eileen, I'm Kostler. sorry. Yeah, she's at home looking after Sean and Pierce, so I think we'll have to you know, play an appropriate re- uh, request for her. All right, the, the lads. Something uh, something a little Irish for the lads, I yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, here, we'll play this song here that we have uh, lined up. It's actually uh, a band from Newfoundland called The Rolling, the Rolling Kings, yeah. And we're freaking Jay out here on the boards. It's called Spencil Hill. Oh, last night I lay dreaming of pleasant days gone by. My mind been bent on rambling to Ireland, I did fly. I stopped on board of and I followed with the will Till I shortly came to anchor at the cross on Spansel Hill Delighted by the novelty Enchanted by the sea Where in my early boyhood So often I have been I thought I heard a murmur and I think I hear it still Just the little stream of water that rolls down the Spansel Hill Heaven on the 23rd of June, the day before the fair When Ireland's sons and daughters and crowds assemble there Oh, the young, the old, the brave and bold That came the sport and kill There were curious conversations At the fair on Spansel Hill I went to see my neighbours And hear what they might say the old ones were all dead and gone, the young ones hard and grey. I met the tailor quickly, he's as proud as All right, folks, well, we'll uh, let Spencer Hill play in the background. You may have noticed, of course, that we didn't have the news from Ireland today. We have very sad news that uh, Desmond DeVoy's mum passed away. I got a text from, uh, from Desmond yesterday. 
and our thoughts and, uh, and prayers are with Desmond and his family at this time. Um, very, very sad news. I don't have any details yet. I was waiting to get a text from Desmond about funeral arrangements. But once we know that, we will post it on our website. So if you want to just check back in on our website, Saturday Irish Radio, over the weekend, we will do that. And we're gonna, we will go out with a song for uh, Desmond's mum, Celtic Woman and I Live In Ish Free. Uh, will be the song that we play out that was one of her favorites but before we go we'll just have a, a few words uh, from the boys I want to first of all thank Robert and William for coming into the studio and enlightening us on uh, Ireland Park Foundation and keeping us posted and uh, we'll uh, we'll leave the parting words to yourselves guys well thank you very much Ken it's always a great pleasure to be here and uh, and have an opportunity to speak to you and all of your listeners so we're very grateful for that and William is going to invite everyone, uh, you know, to connect with us uh, through our website and social media. Yes, well, um, the the final part, I suppose, of the story of, of Ireland is that it, it, in Canada is that it's still going on and it's fundamentally changing at the moment. There are about 4.5 million people in Canada which uh, are either Irish or of Irish descent. There's about half a million in Ontario, but there are 10,000 visas being issued every year. Uh, 70% of them will use Toronto as their port of entry. Um, 68% of the Irish who come here have a third level education, which is 42 compared to the average population. So these are young, well-educated people coming here and we'd like to be in contact with them and talk to them about their story and how we can be part of that but also tell them the story of Canada the land they're coming to to uh, to visit I know you've spoken a lot about today about how the process of of coming here was was quite different it really was I, I did it very recently and it was incredibly easy the visa scheme is really really friendly and um, I had both a visa and a social insurance number before I even left the airport so do come online and talk to us on Facebook or Twitter and um, the mail Precious things are dreams unto an exile. They take more the land across the sea, especially when it happens he's an exile from a dear. Across the rooftops of this great city, wondrous though we be, I scarcely feel its wonder or its laughter. Programming for our Irish community can be heard every Saturday from 11.